U.S. planes out of Afghanistan have taken off just a couple short hours ago. We are under the belief that we have all of our troops out of the Middle East. The 20-year war has officially ended and Joe Biden will usher in an uninterrupted era of peace. Yeah, I'm about to put a huge hole in that belief of yours. Welcome to Inside Four Walls. I am your NCAP host, James Madison, and today we're going to get right into the news without any further ado. We have two stories from The Hill and one from CNN. It's always nice to break confirmation bias and step out of my comfort zone a little bit. Then again, I do try to make a point of reading sources that aren't just left or just right. I do a bunch of independent following on my own, watch a bunch of different sources, read a bunch of different articles from across the internet, and I tend to pick ones that are on the neutral side, the left, or the right side. I don't try to go with just one political-leaning platform at a time. That's how you end up in confirmation bias hell in echo chambers. Something that long-time listeners of this show have come to understand is I'll go in and I'll make a statement, and while reading an article, I'll be like, hmm, let me double-check what this article just said, and if I'm wrong, hey, when I mess up, I fess up. I have no problem with admitting when I'm wrong, if anything. A pro tip for any other people who want to get into this line of work. Admit you're wrong. It doesn't hurt your credibility if you admit when you're wrong. It will only make you seem like you're more honest because you're willing to admit when you have a blunder or a failure. Especially if you're just outright like, yeah, I screwed up. I got this fact wrong. But the last article we're going to read from CNN confirms what I was saying in, in the episode from yesterday, I believe that was my 8 o'clock upload, that when the Biden administration claimed that their drone strike only killed two ISIS coordinators and leaders and injured one, yeah, that was completely false. Children, husband and wife's complete bystanders were absolutely destroyed in that drone strike. Go figure. Anyway, this article is written by Ellen Mitchell. It was published today at 4.39 p.m. Last U.S. military plane out of Afghanistan ends America's longest war. I say the war on drugs is America's longest war, but all right. The longest war in U.S. history has come to an end. With the departure of the last American military flight out of Afghanistan, almost 20 years after troops first arrived in the country. Again, no. We have been in Afghanistan since the 80s, since the 90s. There is, this isn't, the war on terror after 20 years has ended. That's the more honest thing to say here. It's not honest to sit here and say, oh, yeah, we got into Afghanistan only 20 years ago, and we just now got out. No, we've been in and out of Afghanistan, Israel, Palestine, all those Middle Eastern countries for the last 40 fucking years. Sorry, back into the article. American planes took off from the Kabul airport shortly before midnight local time. U.S. Central Command Head of Marine Corps General Frank McKenzie. I've made fun of this guy too hard already told reporters on Tuesday, the last C-17 left Hamid Khorizai, Khorizai? Hamid Khorizai International Airport at 3.29 p.m. and cleared Afghan airspace just under Biden administration's August 31st deadline to remove all U.S. forces from the country. 
what Kenzie said. Remember, all U.S. forces, according to him, right now at this point of the uh, at this point in the timeline, he's saying they are all out. Keep that in mind. Quote. I'm here to announce the completion of our withdrawal from Afghanistan and the end of the mission to evacuate American citizens, third country nationals, and vulnerable Afghans, McKenzie said. I already see the mission accomplished banner behind Joe Biden on a naval airship. I don't know about you, but I can see that already. Quote, every single U.S. service member is out of Afghanistan, he later added. Remember that. Every single U.S. service member is out of Afghanistan. Remember that. Oh, and by the way, this is going to jump over here. This is The Hill written on, written today at 3.30, right? White House has a small number of Americans remain in Afghanistan. We'll be going into that article shortly. The Pentagon later released a photo of the last American soldier to board the flight, identifying him as Major General Chris Donahue. McKenzie could not say how many people were aboard the aircraft or were <clears throat> sorry, or where it was headed, as it was still in flight. But he confirmed that twenty, the eighty-second Airborne Division, had General Christopher Donahue and Ambassador Ross Wilson were on board, and quote, were in fact the last people to stand on the ground and step onto the airplane. End quote. The flight also carried the last remaining U.S. troops and Corps diplomatic staff of the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. But there are still several hundred Americans in Afghanistan who were unable to reach the airport. Something doesn't seem right suddenly. It was all hunky-dory. You got the troops out, my man. You were all here. All the Americans are out. All our Afghan allies and, and colleagues were out. Last person's out. There's several hundred people still there that are Americans. Like, specifically several hundred Americans. But, hey, everyone's out. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> the amount of doublespeak required to do this is unreal. But there are still several hundred Americans in Afghanistan who were unable to reach the airport, along with thousands of Afghans who assisted the U.S. military during the war effort. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, what does Mark Milley's favorite little cockholder have to say about it? Mackenzie said no American civilians were on the last five flights to leave. Quote, We maintain the ability to bring them up until immediately before departure. But we were not able to bring any Americans out. The activity ended up probably about 12 hours before our exit. None of them made it to the airport, he added. 
oh, so you didn't get all Americans out, and in fact, there are still Americans stranded in Afghanistan. And don't worry, soon your TVs will be full of American soldiers hunted, round up, and decapitated. And man, it's going to be like you're back in 2010 all over again. Remember all those ISIS decapitation videos of that journalist and many other American soldiers who were captured and decapitated? Oh, you're going to see that again. 700 more times, it seems. I know it's crass. I know it's crude. And look, when these Afghanistan people who helped the U.S. troops, God bless them. I appreciate them helping us out. But they knew the risks they were running. Just like the U.S. troops knew the risks they were running going into this country and into this war when they joined the service. I am more concerned about getting Americans out of the Middle East than I am by getting American or than I am by getting Middle Eastern people out of the Middle East, regardless of whose side they fought for. And what something I mentioned in my previous episodes is I was reading articles about how a lot of people who got through unvetted turned out to be on the terrorist watch list. Yet yeah, that's now easy to find for me because it's in public mainstream articles. That will be the 1 o'clock upload, my friends. Ah. But he maintained that even if Biden administration had extended the deadline, yeah, what? This is in the moratorium. Quote, we wouldn't have gotten everybody out that, <clears throat> that we wanted to get out, and there still would have been people who would have been disappointed with that. It's a tough situation. Get Americans out. It's not that hard of a situation to understand. We want Americans out. We want our boys, our women, our men, we want them back. That's what we want back. We want the kids of America, our brave men and women in uniform, brought home. They should have been the main priority first of every step of this botched withdrawal. This pullout was messier than Janet Jameson's last production. Mackenzie also said the United States will continue the diplomatic evacuation mission to recover those Americans and vulnerable Afghans. All right, so they're not all out, and you admit it in a roundabout way. You also are saying you're not getting them all out. You're, you're also, sorry, you're also saying we're not done. We're going to continue fucking around the Middle East to get people out. And by all means, yes, get our men and women out. But you are admitting in hunky-dory phrasing that we are not done. That we will stay in the Middle East. Quote, I want to to emphasize, again, that simply because we haven't left, that doesn't mean... Oh, sorry. My bad. Quote, I want to emphasize, again... That simply because we have left, that doesn't mean the opportunities for both Americans that are in Afghanistan who want to leave and the Afghans who want to leave, they will not be denied that opportunity, McKenzie said. McKenzie also said the United States will continue the diplomatic evacuation mission to recover those Americans and vulnerable Afghans. So we're we're going to continue to be in the Middle East. That's all I'm getting from this right now. You said you got everybody out, and now you're saying you didn't get everybody out, and you're going to continue to get you're continue to get people out of the Middle East. I hate to tell you, in a half hour, it will be the 31st, and the deadline is the 31st. 
the Afghanistans are not, the terrorists specifically are not going to wait around for you to get your shit together and get back over there. They're going to start a massacre. Quote, while the military evacuation is complete, the diplomatic mission to ensure additional U.S. citizens and eligible Afghans who want who want to leave continues, he said. Quote, the withdrawal signifies both the end of the military component of the evacuation, but also the end of a nearly 20-year mission that began in Afghanistan shortly after September 11th, the war on terror. A mission that began in Afghanistan shortly after September 11th, 2001. It's a mission that brought Osama bin Laden to a just end, along with many of his Al-Qaeda co-conspirators, Mackenzie added. Quote, and it was not a cheap mission. It, uh, the cost was 2,461 U.S. service members and civilians who were killed and more than 20,000 who were injured. Sadly, that includes 13 service members who were killed last week by an ISIS-K suicide bomber. We honor their sacrifices today as we remember their heroic accomplishments, he said. Mackenzie said the final days of the withdrawal beginning from August 14th was the, quote, largest non-combatant evacuation. Yeah, I hate to tell you, but when there's gunshots exchanged between U.S., British troops, and Afghanistan, or, uh, sorry, when there's, you know, gunshots exchanged between U.S. forces, British forces, and Al-Qaeda, and fucking Taliban members, it's not a non-combatant withdrawal. As you've already stated, we had suicide bombings happening. It was a very, very combative withdrawal. In those 18 days, American forces evacuated 79,000 civilians from the airport, including 6,000 Americans and more than 73,000 special immigrant visa holders, consular staff, and at-risk Afghans and their families, McKenzie said. Oh, boy. With an open border and what's going on down at the south and everybody pouring in here. Yeah, why not just bring more people into this country? The more the fucking merrier, am I right? Since the end of July, more than 123,000 civilians have been evacuated. Mackenzie laid out the final hours. U.S. troops were in the country, noticing that the military destroyed or removed remaining equipment. Forces kept a counter-rocket artillery and mortar, a C-RAM system in place, quote, up until the very last minute to protect against any rocket attacks before they, quote, demilitarize those systems so they'll be able to never be used again. So they'll never be able to be used again. I sure hope you're fucking right. In addition, troops made un... Uh... Made up to 70 miles resistant ambush protection vehicles. Oh. Okay, so in addition, troops made up an unstable or. Got you. Got you. My bad. My brain's farting out on me. In addition, troops made an unusable up to 70 mile resistant ambush protection vehicles of 27 Humvees and 73 aircrafts. Mackenzie said the Taliban were, quote, very, uh, very pragmatic and very businesslike, 
We are just a、uh, businessman doing business. During the withdrawal, and that Donahue spoke to the Taliban commander before leaving to coordinate, quote, but there was no discussion, end quote, of turning over the airfield. And this was updated at 8 07 p.m. Forgive me at the end. Hmm. Now we'll move on to the next article. This article was published just very shortly after the one I just read. Published at 3 30 p.m. on the 30th of August, which is, as of time recording, still today. Published by Morgan Chalifant. White House says a small number of Americans still remain in Afghanistan. Uh oh. White House said Monday that roughly 6,000 Americans have been evacuated from or otherwise left Afghanistan, and that a small number of U.S. citizens who want to leave remain in the country. Quote, of those who self identified as Americans wanting to leave the country since August 14th, we have thus far received confirmation. That about 6,000 have been evacuated or otherwise departed. This number will likely continue to grow as our out- outreach and arrivals continue, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters during a briefing. Quote, We believe there are still a small number of Americans remaining in Afghanistan, Psaki said, adding that the Biden administration is working to determine, a, determine precisely. How many by going through passenger manifests and reaching out to U.S. citizens by phone or text? Pisaki attributed the difficulty of determining the exact number of Americans remaining and who want to leave, in part to the fact that some longtime residents are still trying to determine if they want to leave Afghanistan. How long have we been given to make that up? Do we just play the entire Jeopardy? Do, 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 and let them decide from there? <clears throat> She said the White House would provide a precise number of Americans who want to leave Afghanistan that remain, quote, as soon as possible. On Sunday, Secretary of State Anthony Dinkin, I mean Blinken, Said roughly 300 Americans who wanted to leave Afghanistan remained in the country. More than 120,000 people have been evacuated from Kabul on the U.S. military and coalition flights. Or coalition flights, pardon me. Since the end of July, with large numbers being evacuated daily over the course of last week, evacuation numbers have slowed. As the Tuesday withdrawal deadline draws nearer, about, about 1,200 people were evacuated from early Sunday into early Monday, according to numbers provided by the White House. Thousands of at risk Afghans who assisted the U.S. in the near 20 year conflict in Afghanistan have been among those evacuated from the country. The Biden administration officials have Declined to say precisely when the U.S. remaining troops will depart Afghanistan. 
officials insist that they will continue to try and assist those who want to leave Afghanistan after the withdrawal deadline has passed. This article, again, was by Morgan Chalifant. You want to know how you you continue to work to get people out of Afghanistan? You know, the troops we still have there, even though you've gone back, you... Oh, it drives me up a damn tree. So we've gotten all the troops out. We got all the U.S. troops out. There are no more troops stranded in Afghanistan. But there are still troops stranded in Afghanistan that want to come home. And on top of all that, they stopped independent people from going over there and getting American troops out. Glenn Beck is still over there right now evacuating Christian Afghans and U.S. soldiers. Glenn Beck is still doing that. And he's still being threatened by the United States Department, uh, United States uh, Homeland Department, or whatever that's called, State Department. Sorry, he's still being threatened by the states, state, states, State Department. Blah 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 blah. And the Biden administration is still threatening other countries not to accept anybody Glenn Beck or Ross Perot bring over, Ross Perot Jr. bring over. Insane. Not to mention, the British got all their truth. And you know America left their service dogs there? And Boris Johnson is just making fun of it for it? The Americans abandoned hundreds of service dogs. This article is a follow-up to the previous one I read that went over the Biden administration sending a drone to collapse and bomb a building slash parking space that had tele- had ISIS leaders stationed there. Uh, they have never released the names of the people, uh, of the ISIS leaders that they took out, or anything that proves that they took them out. In fact, many reporters are saying that the only people that were taken out were citizens and civilians that were not war-related whatsoever. They were just sort of, you know, Afghans who were just kind of stuck in the middle of all this who got killed. So, let's get right into this fucking hunky-dory piece of happiness, right? Ten family members, including children, dead after U.S. strike in Cabal. Written Monday, August 30th, still today. Updated at 11.01 p.m., so just not even an hour ago as of recording this. And this article is written by Sandy Sabar and Nick Patton-Walsh. Tim Lister, Orin Liberman, Laura Smith-Spark, and Saskia Van Dorn. That's a cool name, Van Dorn. Man. That was like an action hero thing. Ten members of one family, including seven children, are dead after the U.S. drone strike targeting a vehicle in a residential neighborhood in Cabal. A relative of the dead told CNN the U.S. carried out what it called a defensive airstrike in Cabal targeting suspected ISIS-K suicide bombers. Um, okay, maybe I was mistaken. Maybe this isn't a follow-up to that article. But still, let's continue. Who posed an imminent threat to the airport. U.S. Central Command said Sunday the Pentagon has said the strike resulted in a second explosion and those explosions may have been what killed the civilians. The youngest victims of Sunday's airstrike... Well, then this has to be what I was talking about earlier. Hmm. Interesting. Because 
the article I was reading because the drone strike on Sunday, right? Yesterday, uh, I was reading from The Hill and The Guardian, I believe. They said that the drone strike was to target two ISIS leaders, and it injured a third one. But they never released the names of who these people were, but insisted that no one else was harmed. But the same articles yesterday said we had no confirmation on this, but at least 10 people were harmed, if not outright killed. This is saying it was to take out two suicide bombers? Okay. Youngest victim of Sunday's airstrike were were two two-year-old girls, according to family members. Several children were among those killed following the U.S. drone strike in Kabul. Pictured at the top far left, Fazad, age 9, Fiasul, age 10, Zimareh, age 40, Zimir, age 20, and bottom left, Nasir, age 30, Binyamin, age 3, Armin, age 4, Oh, if only Aaron was there to protect you, man. If your name's Armin, you need a Jaeger at your side. And Samaya, age two. Relatives found the remains of one of the girls, Malika, in the rubble near their home on Monday. A family member told CNN that it was unclear whether Malika or Milika had been inside the vehicle or in the compound when the strike hit. There were, quote, an, ordin- an ordinary family. They were, quote, an ordinary family. A brother of one of, uh, a brother one of those killed said, quote, we are not ISIS or Dashish. And this was a family home where my brothers lived with their families. Pardon me. Relatives of the victims spent Monday in a cabal hospital identifying the remains and separating them into coffins. See, that's just really hard for me to stomach. I I know a lot of what I've said already in this episode about how I feel about how we should just fucking get Americans out, but that is genuinely something that no one should ever have to do. Ever. That is dark. That is sick. Residents of the victims spent Monday in a cabal hospital identifying remains and separating them into coffins. The two-year-old girls, Malika and Samaya, were among the names marked on their coffins. At a funeral held later that day, family members shouted death to America. Hey, look, you radicalized people, Biden. Way to go. Amy, Army Major Jen William Taylor of the Joint Staff told Press Briefing Monday that we are aware of reports of civilian casualties. We take these reports extremely seriously. Just to catch you up, the drone strike happened Sunday, and this report came out Monday, which is today, for another few minutes. On Monday, Pentagon spokesperson John F. Kirby, hey, Kirby again, said the U.S. works hard to avoid civilian casualties. Quote, we're investigating this. I'm not one, I'm not going to get ahead of it. But if we have significant ver- uh, verifiability, ver- uh, verifiable information that we did take innocent life here, 
then we will be transparent about that, too. Nobody wants to see that happen, he said. I doubt we'll be transparent about that. I'm just going to hope that people forget about it. But you know what else we didn't want to see happen? We didn't want to see... Well, we didn't, we didn't want to see... We didn't want to see happen what we believe... Sorry, the way that was worded really threw my brain off. Sometimes when you read quotes and it's like in the way people speak. So sometimes my brain's just like, Bleh. Quote. But you know what we didn't want to see happen? We didn't want to see happen what we believe to be a very real, very specific, and very imminent threat to the Hamid Kazai International Airport and to our troops operating at the airport as well as civilians around it and in it. And that is another thing that we were very concerned about. Neighbors and witnesses at the scene of the drone strike in the cabal in cabal told cnn that several people were killed including children quote all the neighbors tried to help and brought water to put out those fires and saw that there were five or six people dead a neighbor told cnn quote the father of the family and another young boy and there were two children they were dead. They were in pieces, and they were also two, and there were also two wounded. Another neighbor told CNN that they estimated that there might have been up to twenty people killed in the airstrike. Quote, "Not much of them, not much of their house, and nothing can be recognized. They are in pieces." Another witness told CNN that after the strike, neighbors and onlookers, quote, removed six dead bodies, end quote, and believe that there are, quote, children who are still missing. The U.S. military said in their statement on Sunday that, quote, significant secondary explosions from the vehicle indicated the uh, presence of a substantial amount of explosive material and may have caused additional casualties. Quote, We would be deeply saddened by any potential loss of innocent life, Captain Bill Urban, spokesperson, spokesman for the U.S. Central Command, said in a statement. U.S. forces... <clears throat> sorry. U.S. forces have been racing to complete their evacuation operation before Tuesday's deadline. And under the threat of a new terror attack on... Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul, a suicide bombing outside the airport's gate on Thursday killed 13 U.S. service members and at least 170 others. See that? The 13 stays the same, but the amount of... Uh, the 170 keeps changing over and over and over. <laughs> Sunday's drone strike on a vehicle is the second U.S. force targeting in ISIS-K terror group. Okay, cool. So there were two drone strikes. Got you. I hadn't heard about that. I only heard about the one. I was sitting there like, wait, what? Did they change the way they were explaining what happened? Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're getting to the part where I'm no longer confused anymore. Sunday's drone strike on a vehicle is the second 
by U.S. forces targeting ISIS-K terror group in the space of the last three days. U.S. officially confirmed the location of the strike as being in Kabul's uh, Kanji Baghara neighborhood. Quote, U.S. military forces conducted a self-defense unmanned over-the-horizon airstrike today on a vehicle in Kabul, estimating or eliminating an imminent ISIS-K threat to Hamid Karazai International Airport, the SETCOM stated. statement read. The Taliban, which is now in control of Afghanistan, condemned the airstrikes later Sunday, saying that the U.S. has violated the country's sovereignty. Uh, Bilal Karimi, a Taliban spokesperson, told CNN that it was, quote, not right to conduct operations on other soil, and that the U.S. Sh- uh, U.S. should have informed the Taliban, quote, whether the U.S. conducts such operations, we condemn them, he said. Now we move on to how the strike happened. The vehicle that was targeted by the U.S. in Sunday's airstrike on Kabul, should say in Kabul, was next to the building and contained one suicide bomber, the U.S. official told CNN. It remains unclear if the vehicle was intended to be a car bomb or if the suicide bomber was using it for transportation. Quote, it was loaded up and ready to go, the official tells CNN. You tell them how we know this to be true? A Pentagon official told CNN that according to initial reports, the targeting was a vehicle believed to be containing multiple suicide bombers. The threat could have also been a car bomb or someone with a suicide vest, he said, citing in initial reports. One man told journalists working with CNN who visited the compound that, quote, a rocket, uh, a rocket hit and six people uh, were in there who have been killed and there was a car inside. A journal, The journalist was not allowed to enter the compound. Another man said that he heard the sounds of a rocket and gained access to the scene from the neighbor's house. Quote, First we managed to remove a three to four year old child. The fire and smoke had engulfed the whole area, he said. He added that, quote, Three people were inside the car, and three others were outside of the car and injured, who included children, were taken to the hospital, he said. As he, there's a picture here. That's a big explosion. U.S. President Joe Biden said Saturday that the military commanders had advised that, quote, another terrorist attack on Kabul airport was highly likely in the next 24 to 36 hours. And the U.S. Embassy in Kabul warned all U.S. citizens to leave the airport area immediately. Approximately, yeah, actually, about that time, they welded the... Catch you up here. The U.S. has been paying the Taliban to be security outside of the airfield. Feel free to fact-check me on that. I don't know, episode I did a dive on that. And they welded the gate shut, trapped people in the airport. 
some reports are saying that they managed to break through the welding, and some were saying that the welding still up. People are having to climb the fence. I've seen footage of people getting like throwing their children over the fence into the airfield. So I'm more akin to believe that the gate's still welded completely shut. Approximately 1,200 people were evacuated from the capital in the past 24 hours, almost entirely on U.S. military flights. According to the White House on Monday, that figure is down from a high point last week of 21,000 people who were evacuated in the past 24-hour period. It brings a total approximately one, uh, 116,700 people evacuated from Afghanistan since August 14th, and 122,300 people since late July. Biden traveled to the Dover Air Force Base in Delaware on Sunday to mourn with his families of the 13 mourn with the families of the 13 service members killed in Thursday's attacks as their bodies were brought back to U.S. soils. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said in a statement that 13 would be remembered, that 13 would be remembered as heroes. Quote, these men and women made the ultimate sacrifice so that others could live. He said, ISIS in Khorasan, known as ISIS-K, has claimed that ISIS militant ISIS militants carried out the suicide bombing attack, but provided no evidence to support that claim. U.S. officials said the group was likely behind the bombing. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people in the current administration that just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, they just... Jim Psaki will make a statement, Biden will make a statement, they contradict each other, and then Blinken will make a statement, Mark Milley will make a statement, Kirby will make a statement, and they all contradict each other. There seems to be no stable report. It was kind of like in the last year and a half of the Trump administration where, by, where uh, Trump and Pence were saying contradicting things at different events. It's a sign of administration falling apart right there. At least with the Trump administration, it took three and a half years for that shit to start falling apart. On Sunday, the Pentagon said two high-profile ISIS targets had been killed and another injured. This is what I was talking about earlier in a U.S. drone strike late Friday in Jalabad, in Afghanistan's eastern Nargara province, in a retaliatory strike for Thursday's attack. The story has been updated with additional information from the Pentagon about the airstrike. Well, let's check that out real quick, shall we? So, I already read this article in a previous episode. I just kind of want to rush through it again. From the New York Times, a reprisal strike against two ISIS militants and one wounded another. <clears throat> By Helena Cooper and Eric Schmidt. The Pentagon said that two Islamic State militants were killed and one was wounded in Friday night's drone strike in Nagarhar, Providence, as part of the American retaliation for the suicide bombings in the Kabul airport that killed scores of people, including 13 American service members and between 150 and 170 uh, Afghan people trying to get the fuck out of there. Defense Department officials said one of the Islamic State drone targets was a planner and one was a facilitator. Both, they said, were involved in planning the attacks against the Americans, although the officials at the news conference on Saturday declined 
to say whether they were involved specifically in the Cabal airport attack or not. There remains no threat of... Yeah, they probably can't because they have no evidence to back up anything they're, they're doing. This is... They, they, they want to set things up so they can go right back on in. I'm really getting ahead of my final thoughts with this episode, aren't I? Clank. I was more of a fang. <laughs> I'll go for a bang right now. That sounds so good. That red, white, and blue bang. Anyway, back to the article. <laughs> I, just, I was thinking about bang and energy drinks the same way weebs think about body pills. I'm just like, mm. Caffeine. Drink coffee. I got this uh, mushroom-based coffee. It's like fungigo or some shit. It's a uh, coffee made out of morels. It tastes great. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's good. I found, it was given me as a big bag as a sample, and I already drank the whole bag in like two days, and it was like a five-day supply. It's actually really fucking good, but I'm not paying like fucking $40 for a bag of coffee. Kiss my dick. Get back to the article. Defense Department official, <clears throat> Defense, uh, Defense Department officials said one of the Islamic State drone targets was a planner. Oh, I already read that part. Involved in planning the attacks at the Bull Airport. There remain a th- they remain a threat to the American troops and civilians at the Cabal Airport. Officials said, making the ongoing evacuation effort perilous. For the first time, Pentagon officials publicly acknowledged the possibility that some of the people killed in the aftermath of the suicide bombing at the Kabul airport may have died in gunfire coming from the American service members after the suicide bombing detonated himself. Yeah, uh, when I said earlier, they were like, we had a non-combative withdrawal from the airport. This is what I mean. You can't have gunfire and suicide bombs and call it a non-combative withdrawal. There was a lot of combat. Blinken. Abe Blinken. Pentagon officials have previously said there was gunfire after the bombing, but were unsure where it emanated from. Investigators are looking into whether the shots came from Americans at the gate or from Islamic or from the Islamic State, which claims responsibility for the suicide bombings. Quote we can't confirm that, Pentagon Press Secretary John F. Kirby Hello. said during a news conference on Saturday, but added that the Defense Department was, quote, not in position to deny it either. Well, I can't confirm or deny that, Optimus. Defense Department officials declined to name the Islamic State planner and facilitator killed in the drone strike in Nangar, near the border with Pakistan. Yeah, like I've fucking said... It's always so suspicious when they're like, yeah, we took out a guy. He was like, you know, these two guys were big ISIS leaders. Well, that's great, sir. Who were they? Uh... Quote, they were ISIS-K planners and facilitators. And that's enough reason they're alone, Mr. Kirby said. Referring to the Islamic State, Khorasan. Who are they? Um... The strike carried out by a single MQ-9 Reaper drone flying out of a base in the United Arab Emirates. Struck in Jalalabad. Sounds like a flavor of like ice cream. Jalalabad. The capital of Nangahar province. And killed an ISIS-K planner known to the U.S. intelligence anal- analysis for developing a specific type of attack in the Kabar area. 
a senator, a senior U.S. military official said later, the planner was believed to be involved in future plots against targets involved, including the airport, but there was no immediate evidence that they had plotted Thursday's attack outside the airport. Huh, you don't say. The planner was an associate. Oh, sorry. The planner and an associate were driving in the car in Jalalabad when the drone hell when the drone's Hellfire missile killed them. The official said a third person in the building nearby was injured in the drone blast. No civilian casualties reported. That was bullshit, by the way. There were casualties reported about eight, and that's on this one, not the one from earlier. With three di- with three days ago before President. But three days to go before President Biden's August 13th deadline, which is tomorrow, for the withdrawal, the American troops in the Kabul airport have begun with a military, with the, what the military calls a retrograde, meaning service members are getting on planes and leaving too. A military official said there were now 4,000 American troops on the ground in Kabul. Down in the peak of 5,800, Mr. Kirby said American citizens and Afghanistan allies continue to be allowed into the airport and onto departing planes. And Maria Kramer contributed to this report. And this is the last article I'll be reading for this episode of Inside Four Walls. Close out these tabs. Oop. Okay. So... There's no way in hell that we're going to be staying out of Afghanistan. Things are going to get really bad, and either a terrorist strike on our soil, or, you know, the few, what, they said like 700. Today was the last day, right? Quote-unquote, the last day. The last U.S. planes evacuating U.S. troops and Afghanistan allies out of Afghan. Today was the last retreat. And there is some, according to the Defense Department, some 700 to 800 people, like American citizens specifically, left over there still. Even though they went on TV and said, oh, we got everybody out. Now they're saying, oh, you know, there's about 800 people left, maybe? It's hard to know. We're going to start seeing videos of these people being decapitated, and that's going to put pressure on the Biden administration to do something. And you're going to see a redeployment into Afghanistan, and they're going to be, oh, we're going to be in and out, in and out real quick. Just like how George Bush said, oh yeah, we're going to get Osama Bin Laden and get the fuck out. We're still there. I hope this is the end. I have a gut feeling that it's not going to be the end and we're going to see a lot more. But for the time being, unless something major happens, I think I'm going to leave this story finished. At least on this podcast. If there are any developments, I'll be making an episode on the following that. I have one more episode I want to make on this and that will be my 1 o'clock upload for today. This has just been an embarrassing shit show. There's a reason why Afghanistan, the Middle East, is called the Graveyard of Empires. China's already making roads out there. Like they're already talking buddy buddy with the Taliban. They're paving roads, and there's a sulfur mine that they're on top of. Go figure. And a copper mine. And the Taliban now are armed and equipped with like elite American planes, tanks, Humvees, drones guns, all that shit. But I want to know, why can't we not have a drone capable of precision strikes? You don't have one that can just fire a bullet directly at the target? Anytime we use drones, there's always casualties. 
always uninti- unintended side effects. Always unintended targets hit. <laughs> we can't have some sniper drone go flying through there and start murking people. No. It's not as fun to have, I guess. Michael Bay is running the uh, Defense Department, apparently. Well, that being said, I've been James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls. Wishing you guys a great rest of your morning.